Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report. This is episode 63. It is Tuesday morning as I record this, um, April 27th, 2021. It is a, uh, seasonable day today. Apparently it's going to be a high of 65 and um, that is also the temperature average for today. Uh, So we are very average today. Tomorrow it's going to get into the 80s which is kind of crazy but um, that's fine. Uh, Yeah so it's been um, I think the last the last one was on April 7th the last uh, episode so it's been 20 days, almost three weeks. So I guess the big personal news since then is that I um, got my second vaccine shot. So once again, I returned to um, CVS store number something something that they were always including in their emails and, and texts to me. But um, it's uh, it was on Forest Avenue in Staten Island, um, and which is in the neighborhood of Mariner's Harbor, as I said last time. So I drove there. You go down the BQE, uh, which becomes the Gowanus Expressway, I guess it is, or whatever, but the BQE to the Verrazano Bridge and then the Staten Island Expressway to 440. um, And you go north towards the Bayonne Bridge, so I don't think they call it the West... What do they call that highway in Staten Island? The West side expressway or something but anyway 440 and then it's the very first exit uh to forest avenue it's like mlk drive slash forest avenue or something and you turn left and drive a quarter mile and it's on this big box lane of western beefs and that sort of thing and um once again it was very efficient uh i checked in when i got there at the front there was a person sitting at a little card table set up right at right when you walk in she was reading a book uh then i was directed to the back and um i waited about i guess three or four minutes and then i got my shot and uh it was pretty efficient and then i felt okay and i left and drove to danino's pizza on in port richmond as they call it or something um and it is a famous Staten Island pizzeria, which I've never had, and I picked up a large pie to go and drove it back to Brooklyn. There were there was an accident on the Staten Island Expressway, which was that a cement mixer was just stopped in the middle lane, and then there was um, something going on on the BQE, so I exited at like um, around 50th Street on the BQE, and then I drove just drove up 3rd Avenue. Um, back home so it took a while so had to reheat the pizza when I got back Um, but Oliver was waiting for the pizza which arrived later than his usual lunchtime because of the traffic and everything but um, it was pretty good Um, I it wasn't like life-changing pizza but it was just excellent pizza and you're pretty spoiled in New York City with pizza so anyway it was good pizza Danino's Um, so that was the big news. And then for side effects or everything that people were talking about, um, this was the Pfizer shot I got. Uh, I didn't experience, it wasn't as bad as I was fearing, which was I was fearing flu-like symptoms in terms of like chills and fevers and that sort of thing. And um, I didn't get that, but I did get some mild headaches, which um, I don't usually get headaches. And 
I was in a general fog for days. Um, just like they were saying, brain fog. That's the best way to describe it. I just, I, I wasn't physically uncomfortable. I just couldn't concentrate. And I just kind of kept staring around and looking around and was um, in, a, in a haze. And that that's what I experienced for several days. Um, and I took some Tylenol here and there. And that helped. I would feel great. And then it, you would physically feel it wear off. And um, so, but it was, um, yeah, not bad. And I am obviously thrilled to be almost fully vaccinated. Um, I guess I have another nine days before I can consider myself fully vaccinated. Um, so I'm super psyched. And yeah, so I just feels like everything is opening up in the city. Concerts are being announced everywhere. Shows are being put on sale. I mean, this is all over the place. I saw tours are now being put on sale. The first tour I saw was Dave Matthews Band <laughs> announced a tour last week. And I was like, I think this is the first tour I've seen announced. And I'm just now, every day there's another tour being announced. And festivals are being announced, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all happening. And um, the current positivity rate in New York State is like 3.7 or something. And it has been for a few days. And it's below 4 for the first time since November. So it's all going well. Um so that's great. So yeah, that's the vaccine. And so um, we're going to play a show next in a few weeks, which is now on sale. So this is I Get Wild, um, the band that uh, for now, we, all we've ever done is play Talking Heads music, but I feel like we can do even more than that. But it's like a night of Talking Heads music, and it's the Three Ring Bender band, which is like Ray Rizzo and Annie Nero and Steph Sanders and Jeremy Haynes and... Um, Mike Phillips on guitar and yeah so that's going to be at Littlefield on Friday May 21st at 8 p.m. and tickets are on sale they're like 20 bucks and you you get food with it or you get chips and guacamole because you need some sort of food because of the size that Littlefield is uh, the New York bylaws um, and the show's at eight and if you want to just buy the live stream which exists you can pay five bucks but um yeah, I, I don't know what the capacity is. It's something like 40% of Littlefield, which I guess would make it 100 or so. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to fit that many in. I can't remember the exact details, but 8 p.m. Friday, May 21st, which is incredible to me. We're, we'll be playing a show. And um, if you recall, last Friday, March 6, 2020, was the last night out I had um, before everything kind of shut down. Uh, well, I get wild played at Littlefield. And I remember during soundcheck, that's when like we checked our phones and saw that South by Southwest was canceled and it was all hitting that day. every hour, you know, there was more news, but, um, so that's where I, I was when everything shut down and this, that's where I will be when everything starts to open up, at least for me, um, with the same people at the same place, which is great. Um, and in other news, we did another dead night on Twitch dot com slash the relics channel and that went well we did that uh, last week on 420 um myself and scott were djing and he was up at long pond the national studio so aaron and brian uh were there too and they picked some songs and it was great um scott did a good job sort of like giving giving them sort of like a assembly i think he assembled like a 
a pool of music from which they could select. <laughs> and they did a great job. It was fun. And Michael Arthur, of course, did another great job of live drawing, just created this beautiful piece over the course of the evening. And we had Dan Goodwin's Bob Weir Blue Mountain Oils and Psychedelics going on in the background. So it was great. And we got good viewership. Um, I think Twitch promotes it well. So we're going to be doing more of those. And I'm happy. And then maybe one day we can do it in person again at threes. And then also maybe we'll expand and do it some other places. Um, but it's going well. So yeah, thing, things are happening again. Um, and let's see, moving on to, well, just like normal stuff, doing stuff. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we went to the Red Caboose. I can't remember. I don't think I talked about it because I don't think there's been a podcast since since we went, but the Red Caboose, um, it's this little store in the basement on 45th between 5th and 6th. It's a hobby shop, which means like uh, electric railroad trains, model railroad trains of all gauges and sizes, um, mostly HO and um, Lionel size, which I think they call O gauge, but I've always just called them Lionels. And um, lots of model airplanes and everything, and it's just this dusty, great store that... Uh, my friend and former co-worker Jeremy and I used to go visit from time to time. We discovered it um, on 45th Street, and I've since done some research into it, and there has been a hobby shop on the premises since 1973, and the current owner was a former patron who bought it with some other people in the 90s and, and now is the last remaining owner, and it's this guy, Alan, who's always there. And it is an incredible store. If you really want to see, like, if you read articles about, like, old New York City and old New York City shops, like, um, crazy little stores like a typewriter repair shop, you know, that's in a dusty basement. This is that kind of store. It's on 45th between 5th and 6th, the Red Caboose. It's in a basement, and you enter by going into, like, a building lobby. <laughs> you pass an elevator, <laughs> and then you, like, go down these steps, and the steps themselves are lined with trains behind like sort of glass like on shelves display shelves and then i mean you've never seen a store like this it is a dusty dingy basement filled with just treasures so oliver of course loved it and he is dying to go back and we are holding it over his head and trying to bribe him with you know uh trying to get him to behave well in various ways that we're always trying to get him to behave well so we can go back um, but he wanted to go back the next day. And like, I mean, he really wanted to go back. And it was kind of like, oh, we, we well, we got to wait a little bit. Um, but I think we'll, maybe we'll go this weekend. But uh, this dovetails with our plan to go to Cincinnati this summer because we're going to drive and I'm going to bring back all of my railroad stuff from there because I had an HO scale kit, uh, a lot of trains as a kid that my dad got for me. And I was very into railroading for a while. Um, and I still have all the stuff and I have a few cars that I've brought back over the years here. So they're scattered around the apartment, but we'll just bring back everything I have there. So he's excited about that. And so am I. Um, then the other big personal news was we went to Coney Island on Saturday. So two weeks ago, Coney Island reopened, um, Coney Island, meaning the two amusement parks, uh, which are Luna Park and Dino's Wonder Wheel Amusement Park. And you may not have known that there are actually parks there and they're separate 
amusement parks because it's always just been one open carnival area but technically there's two like amusement parks and you know you would pay for the ride by ride but um buying tickets but with covid restrictions now they have timed windows that you enter so they're they're now actually closed off so luna park is kind of closed off and you enter via an entrance on surf avenue and i guess dino's wonder wheel is kind of the same although we didn't go there but the cyclone is still separate and you can still just buy a separate ticket to the cyclone um and because it's just sitting there on the street on surf avenue uh so i did that afterwards i just bought a ten dollar ticket and just walked right onto the cyclone um which i think is still one of the best things you can do in new york there's nothing like it not just the roller coaster but the fact that you can just walk by a roller coaster on the street buy a ticket get on and ride a roller coaster um so luna park was great it was you know not crowded because they they um sort of uh you know they had it at a reduced capacity and there was no wait for any rides, but it also wasn't empty. So it didn't feel weird. There was like just the right amount of people to have it be super fun. So we went for my younger niece, Sophie's birthday party, which she had like three friends. <laughs> and it was, of course it was all outdoors and, um, and Oliver loved it and I loved it. And we rode rides together, the three of us, and sometimes the two of us and had a great time and walked on the boardwalk. And, um, I highly recommend this current Coney Island experience. It's interesting because I don't want things, some things I don't want to go back to normal. Like maybe Luna Park is better having like, you know, just buying it, paying an admission fee and going in and having a nice experience. But I I guess that's not as like, you know, widely available to the people as it could be. So they'll probably go back to the old way. But Trader Joe's, I hope they keep limiting people because I like being in there when you're not bumping into someone every three seconds. Um, So anyway, Coney Island is back, and I highly recommend it. Um, Favorites this time were the Tickler, which is that kind of kid's roller coaster, but it spins in a circle, like a spinning teacup thing, so you don't know where you're dropping next sometimes. Uh, The Coney Clipper, which is the swing, their swinging pirate ship. I will never go on that again. Um... But I did like the Tickler. Julie and Oliver will never go on the Tickler again. I'd go again. Um, And we did a bunch of other little rides. And of course, the Cyclone remains the the king of Coney Island. And then the Thunderbolt, which is the newish roller coaster at the other edge of Luna Park, I will never go on because that's just an insane looking steel coaster. But um, anyway, uh, Coney Island, awesome. And is anything else going on? No, just like day-to-day experiencing things opening up, which is amazing. Um, More stoop hangs, roof hangs. Um, Heading into the summer, I don't foresee much indoor hanging at all because I don't really want to do it. And why would you do it when it's going to be nice out? So I think it's going to be a a good summer. Um, All right, well, moving on to audio. Um, didn't listen to too much this uh past few weeks except two great albums one is new long leg by the band dry cleaning who are from london uh they're on 4ad they've only they only formed like three years ago uh three guys and a female singer songwriter and she has this like smoky breathy like sort of speaking type singing voice um 
and the music itself is very post-punk, very angular, great bass sound, great guitar, great guitar playing. Um, sounds like The Fall or any number of post-punk bands you want to name. And um, yeah, it's just just great. Um, some it's one of those like every once in a while this new band comes out of nowhere and they sign to this like prestige label and you see like oh that's they deserve to be on this prestige label on 4ad because they are freaking great so dry cleaning was great and i listened to the new riley walker album course in fable which has a very um early 70s pastoral uh fairport convention genesis vibe and i loved it and he's a great songwriter and a great player um so really enjoyed that and um I listened to the the newest episode. There's like a new season of the good old Grateful Dead cast, the official Dead podcast, and this is concentrating on the re-release of the um, Skull and Roses live album, which has probably the most famous, one of the most famous Dead album covers. Uh, so even if you're not a Deadhead, you would recognize the Skull and Roses cover and logo. It's like the skeleton with the roses everywhere. And um, anyway, it's 50 years anniversary and they are re-releasing it and it's it was one of my earliest and favorite dead albums and uh it is uh this is again just another great episode of this podcast they really explore things about the album that you didn't know so that was recommended if you're at all interested in this sort of thing and then um turning to books i finally i finished two books in the past few weeks um the financial lives of the poets by jess walter who is a spokane writer i've seen i've noticed now and um he seems to come from the richard russo uh world of like kind of like comic modern writing and uh it was really good it was written i think like just after the september 2000 the 2008 financial crisis so it, it's loosely about a couple with two young children who are going broke and the marriage is fraying and the guy turns to dealing really good weed <laughs> to um, pay for everything and it is a so it's a very funny book i laughed out loud several times um and uh it was great and I didn't want to read it because I wasn't in the mood to read a comic fiction book, but my friend Daria recommended it, and I, I'm glad I read it. Um, so The Financial Lives of the Poets by Jess Walter. Jess Walter is a um, male, not a female, by the way. And um, I read Future Proof, Nine Rules for Humans in the Age of Automation by Kevin Roos, who is the New York Times technology writer. Uh, this was a very quick read, a great read, 180 pages. And it's just about like AI in general. And it talks about like basically his biggest fear is not like killer robots or Skynet, but um, boring AI, which is just the type of AI that will eventually take over middle management and data entry jobs. And slowly, it isn't like um, you'll get laid off and find another job elsewhere or they'll rehire. Or um, It's one of those... AI situations where as people retire or move on, those jobs just never get hired back. So jobs like drop out of the workforce uh, because of these types of AI. Very interesting. And um, he also provides a lot of like, quote unquote, rules for surviving in this coming world, which is the main takeaway is don't try to learn to like code or keep up in a way that robots <laughs> will always defeat you at sort of concentrate on your own humanity and personality and, and doing what robots can't, which is a lot. They still cannot do a lot. Um, 
And I was very pleased to hear that because I feel like um, <laughs> that is something I can, um, you know, it's like, okay, I can work with that. I can be myself, you know, um, uh, but I'm glad it didn't say like, oh, learn, um, you know, go learn Python in three months. That is exactly what it did not say to do. So um, Python's great, by the way, but I don't, I'm not going to learn it and become an expert anytime soon. Um, so that was a good book. And I've started reading A Promised Land by Barack Obama, which is excellent. Oh, it's so good. It's so well written. Um, it's such a page turner. He writes so well. But it's 700 pages long or something like that. And it's due back at the library in like seven days. And I can't renew it because it's there's a waiting list for it. So there's no way I'm going to read even half of it. So I'll have to just put go back on the waiting list, I guess. But um, it's very good. So maybe buy it, maybe get it at the library, borrow it. But um, I, I really enjoyed reading it or what I've read so far. Um, and I skipped ahead. I opened up some random spots in the middle and it's just him telling you what really went on in all of these huge meetings. And it's, it's great. Um, you know, when these big books come out, you first hear about all of the major reveals because the press writes about them as soon as the advanced copies come and then things die down. It's like, Oh, okay. So he didn't say anything else. That's going to like, you know, blow our mind but then you know there is just the book which it describes what it's like inside these oval office meetings and his thoughts on like what so-and-so was thinking and what they were how they were going to like move around this and strategize and it's really fascinating so a promised land by barack obama he's a good writer um and i guess that's it i've been my running has finally increased um after the cold winter uh my body is finally able to run more um I've been doing several six-mile runs a week, going across the bridges, running through Chinatown. You know, I go, I go up Smith Street, J Street, get on the Manhattan Bridge, and then turn left on Bowery when I get to Manhattan. And then, like, you know, I kind of zigzag around Pell Street, Mott Street, and then Worth Street, and then I guess it's Center Street. And then I get on the Brooklyn Bridge at City Hall and then run on the bridge back. And um, I think if I get daring enough, I will run to the Williamsburg Bridge one of these weekends um, and then come back on the Manhattan Bridge, which I have traced it out on Google Maps, and it comes to 8.3 miles door-to-door, so I will probably not do all of that. Eight miles is my one-time only highest distance I've ever run, longest distance, which I did only like, that was only like last month I did that, but um, I wasn't planning on doing it. I just kept running. Um like Forrest Gump. But yeah, so this Williamsburg Bridge, maybe I will do it by the next episode. We'll see. But, um, you know, running more. Uh, there's good beers to be had in the neighborhood. People are hanging out, going to play a show. Um, could be the summer of um, the summer of us, summer of all of us. Um, we'll see. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, we're at 23 minutes now. It's a pretty long one. All right, so yeah, again, from my favorite spot by the window here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, on the morning of April 27th, 2021, this has been episode 63 of the Conrad Life Report. Um, uh, Reach out and say hello and talk soon. Bye.